Hey, good morning, New Hope Community Church. Welcome to our online service. My name is Patrick Machado. I am the youth director here, if you've never met me, and uh, I'll be giving you the message this morning. Uh, it's gonna be an, a good word from, from the Lord um, through me, and uh, I hope you have your coffee, your orange juice, maybe your breakfast, uh, whatever you need to settle into the message this morning. Uh, it's gonna be an awesome word from Jeremiah, and so if you have your Bibles ready, if you wanna turn there, you can do that. You can turn to Jeremiah 18, and before I read, uh, uh, the title of this message is going to be Potter, and vessel yeah it's going to be a story about the potter and the vessel and so we're going to read now from jeremiah 18 we're going to start from one all right right at the top uh, you can follow along with me as i read the word that came to jeremiah from the lord arise and go down to the potter's house and there i will let you hear my words so I went down to the potter's house, and there he was working at his wheel. And the vessel he was making of clay was spoiled in the potter's hand, and he reworked it into another vessel, as it seemed good to the potter to do. Awesome, let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you so much for today. Thank you that you have allowed us to be here today online and in, in service together. May you deliver a word that would um, maybe uh, help us and rebuild us and uh, maybe change certain thinking patterns and whatever we might be dealing with. May you pinpoint it. May you maybe remove it or rework it so that we would be those that follow after you, have a heart after you, a purpose driven after you after your call, after, after your will. May we be those that are willing to be able to call you Lord. And uh, we pray for those that will be hearing this message online, um, whether it is uh, as it is happening or throughout the time it is on YouTube. Uh, Lord, we thank you so much <clears throat> for today, for life, and for your love and your redeeming power. Pray this in your name. Amen. Awesome. Well, let's just give a little... Uh, background to who Jeremiah is. Jeremiah is a prophet. He's a prophet that is at the time of where God is going to do major big things in Israel. Basically, he is the prophet that is warning Israel to turn from its evil ways. Yeah, so what happened is Israel is basically um, has broken the covenant between him and his people. Basically, a covenant is a spiritual agreement or contract that God made with Israel, with God's people, right? To say, I am your God and you are my people and we are one. And, and, and basically, they abuse that, whether that's through their leadership, um, whether that's through how they um, started to believe in other gods. And, and what they did is they basically started to break that agreement. And God is very unhappy and he is starting to tell his people through the prophet Jeremiah, hey, I am sending an army that's going to capture you. That's right. Yeah, that's our God, right? And, <laughs> and he's saying, hey, hey, there's hard times basically ahead of you. And this is not just because he's a mean and vengeful God, but he is a God that says, hey, I 
held up my end of the deal. I'm your God. I saved you. I, I provide. I gave you this land. I love on you. You guys are growing. This, this is a nation now. You were a small group of people that is a nation now. And um, as we would find out later, uh, Israel would be captured as a people and as a city and as a, a nation, it would be destroyed. They would be taken by the nation of Babylon. And so this is the people that God's saying, hey, I'm going to send a mighty army to take you, all right, to take you captive. And, and as God is using Babylon, right, God is not saying now my people are Babylon. He's saying I'm going to use them as a tool to teach you a lesson, Israel, that you need to come back to me. And so uh, he, he is stating that in Jeremiah and Jeremiah 18, we, we find here that God is using uh, a story, basically, or telling him, hey, I need you to go see this guy. Go to a potter's house. I have something for you. I have a lesson of what is going to happen. And you see a few different words, right? The potter is going to represent who God is. And, and you see the word vessel there. And the vessel is us. We are people, moldable clay that's being worked. And then you see the word spoiled. Spoiled, of course, we might think, oh, spoiled brat, right? But, um, and, and, but spoiled here, kind of like that, is there's something wrong. There's a flaw within the, pro the vessel, the product, right? Maybe the, it, he was making a cup and something's wrong with the cup. Or maybe he was making a bowl and something's wrong with this bowl. Or maybe, maybe a vase, right? Something wasn't right with the vessel. And it, so it was spoiled. And then he reworked it. God saw something within it, maybe within us. God sees something within us that needs to be reworked, maybe reshaped, maybe removed. Uh, maybe I don't, that's not for this one, right? And, and so he's being very specific to the vessel on the wheel. And then it says good. There's a purpose, there's a goodness, there's a, there's a reason for this vessel, Right? He just doesn't, the potter doesn't make things just to make things. He's making it so that it has a purpose and a home. Like I stated, so that a cup can be drinking out of. So that a bowl can hold food and nourishment. Right? That a vase can hold um, you know, flowers or, or maybe it's a vase that holds perfume like a bottle. Many different things. Maybe it's a chest out of clay that will hold jewelry. There's a purpose to what's being made here. <clears throat> and so that's where we're going to get the heart of this message. Where, where I wrote down for you guys, and you can, it's going to be there for you on the screen. The love of God the Creator. The love of God the Creator. For man, their creation keeps us moldable to a greater purpose. Yeah. If you don't hear anything else, know that. That God, the creator, God, the potter, all right, loves his creation, mankind, the vessel, man. And so this, this relationship in love should keep us moldable for a greater purpose than we thought we were possible of. Now, keeping things uh, in mind, it, it, if you ever created something, right? Maybe you have in school, if you can remember way back, you know, in school, uh, you take pottery, right? You take clay, you take art, an art class, and you get to play with clay. Uh, 
and maybe you make something else. Maybe you are a mechanic or maybe you're a carpenter or maybe you're just someone who likes to draw. If you create something, no one creates something, man, I want to create something that's lame, right? If you're going to create something, you want it to be awesome. And God is not any different. He is saying, man, when I created you, I had awesomeness in mind. I had, I had a greatness in mind. I had, I had a, a goodness in mind, right? As the potter said, I'm creating for good. And so, but the only difference is when man, me and you, create something, uh, it's, it might have some flaws. It, be, it will be flawed, right? Because we, as men, are flawed. So when flawed people try to create something, there might be some flaws. And if you have a car, it'll break down. If you, you have certain things, it breaks down. We made it. It's awesome. Microwaves are awesome. You know, a refrigerator's awesome. Electricity as a whole is awesome. But sometimes we have power outages and blackouts and, and, and there's a flaw in the system because we created it. On the flip side, God didn't create us with flaw, but it was us as man who allowed flaws into the world. Right? Since the very beginning, Adam and Eve, through them, there has been sin and, and there's been a flaw because, again, we are human. God didn't create us flawed. We allowed flawed. We allowed sin to enter us, creating this life of failure that will happen. Right? We, we have fallen um, by murder, as we can see from the very beginning, right? With Cain and Abel, murder enters, um, idols enter, we, we are adulterous people, we lie, we steal. There's all these things that came up through mankind, through the fall of man. It was never our intended purpose as a vessel. And that's why God is going to rework us. And you might be thinking, oh man, I'm too old. I'm too old, I'm set in my ways, I'm, I'm set, right? Like, like a hardened clay is set. Well, I can tell you this much, if you're alive, you're not dried and set clay anymore. Not yet, anyways, okay? If you're alive, you have water in you. The human body is made up about 60% of water makes up a person. And if you look at clay, what makes it moldable is water. What makes it malleable is water. And so the moisture within you tells me, if you're alive, if you're watching right now, you hear my voice, you are alive and you are moldable. Think of yourself um, as maybe Toy Story, right? The movie Toy Story. Think of yourself as if you were one of those toys and, and you were a toy made out of clay. And at one point, you might have jumped off the shelf as a clay person. And, and if you ever had Play-Doh in your house, you know that uh, it sticks to the carpet. And so you're this clay figure. You jump off the wheel and, and you're touching the carpet and carpet sticking to you and you are sticking to carpet. Maybe you run over some uh, hair and hair's stuck on your neck and it's choking you a little. And you're like, oh no, I can't breathe. And, Maybe there's food on the ground and now it's kind of stuck to you, right? And you look a little bus up. Your feet are, your legs are hurting because that rice is stuck to your leg and you can't take it off. Because if you notice, what clay doesn't take off clay, right? 
Plato, you can't take Plato and take off Plato. Like, it's stuck to you. What do you need to be, if you ever had Plato, if you ever had clay, like if you need to move it, move something, you need to have someone grab it and you need to do it by hand. The same way some of us have jumped off the wheel and we've been away from God and we maybe knew him once but don't know him anymore. Or maybe we've never known him before and we've just been living our life. Right? We've just been out there in the world, living our life, getting into trouble, maybe making a few mistakes here and there. And it's kind of like, ah, bust up. And maybe we got into a relationship we weren't supposed to be in and we left a piece of ourselves somewhere, like clay stuck in a carpet. Maybe you feel like, ah, man, I can't breathe, God, into the pressures of this world. Like something is holding on to us. He's saying, hey, why don't you come back onto my wheel and let me rework you. Let me take the hair off. Let me take the rice grain off. All right? Don't worry about what you left there. I'm going to make you new and good if you sit in my hands. And so um, well, let's get to point one. Here is it going to be. <clears throat> point one, be open to repurpose. Be open to repurpose. Be open to the idea that, hey, maybe I don't know everything. Maybe I, I'm not where I'm supposed to be. Be open to the idea and of being repurposed for God's good, for the potter's good, to be reshaped, remolded into good, purposeful, God-driven anointing call on your life. Let's read in Jeremiah 18, 5 through 9, where we left off from 1 through 4, where it says, The word of the Lord came to me. <clears throat> o house of Israel, can I not do with you as this potter has done? Declares the Lord. Behold, like the clay in the potter's hand, so are you in my hand, O house of Israel. If at any time I declare concerning a nation or a kingdom that I will pluck up and break down and destroy it, and if that nation concerning which I have spoken turns from its evil, right, that's good, turns from its evil, I will relent of the disaster that I intended to do to it. And if at any time I declare concerning a nation or a kingdom that I will build and plant it. Again, God is the creator of all the heavens and the earth, and we are created with a purpose. And for sadly, for some of us, we are no longer on track on God's original purpose. Again, we had Adam and Eve that threw everyone off the track, and for some of us, we've, we've continued to go back and forth between God. And so God is still saying, hey, though you have sinned, Though you have fallen, though you have failed, though you come short, come to me. Come into my hands. Let me rework you, repurpose you, and give you a greater calling. Jeremiah is hearing God say, hey, I am and have sent a people to take you captive. But at any time when I feel my people are repentive, and come back to me, I can now make you a kingdom again, or I can leave you in captivity. I am in control. 
God is saying, I am in control of all things. And so I'm giving you hope and I'm calling to you to this great calling to not only do something out in the world, but to be in relationship with me and be good. Uh, let me tell you a story. Since it's football season, I'll tell you a football story. And if you are a fan of a football team, I hope you guys are all winning, which is impossible. But hey, hope you guys are winning out there. And um, the last time I played football, um, really on a fully fledged team, um, was in high school. And uh, I always get this question, and it's, it's really kind of difficult for me to respond. Um, they always ask me, hey, you played football in high school? And I go, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, what did you play? Like, what position did you play? And I said, uh, um, which year was usually my response. Like, which year? And they would say, which year? That doesn't make sense. And I'm like, well, uh, my freshman year, I played a DB. I was a cornerback. And my sophomore year, I was an outside linebacker. And my junior year, when I went to varsity, I played wide receiver. And then my senior year, I started the first few games in the preseason as safety. And the rest of the year, I played defensive end, <laughs> defensive line. And, um, and it was kind of cool. You know, I got to kind of know multiple positions and kind of see the game from every angle, offense and defense. And it, it really was cool as a whole. But I, I knew the last game, you know, we had a playoff game we lost in Aloha Stadium. And uh, it was my last game. And in the locker room, I knew this was it. Uh, I, I knew I didn't have the grades. I, did, I knew uh, I didn't get big enough uh, to play college football. And it was pretty sad. But uh, what really made it sad is my coach told me. Um, he came up to me and he said, hey, I, I want to apologize for something. And this is the craziest part, right? Last game, why are you apologizing to me? He said, I should have kept you in one spot. I should have kept you in one position to get really good at that position, to have a chance to play football. And um, it, it kind of messed, not messed me up, but made me hurt inside. I was like, oh man, if that's true, why, why tell me now? Why tell me now that I, I would have had a chance? Why tell me now that jumping all around, right? Because other guys played one position. All they knew was that position. They got to sharpen that craft, get really good at that craft and that position. But I was constantly being reworked and reworked and reworked into different positions. And of course, my dream of playing football is over. And like I said, it wasn't really that part you know, is other things. Maybe a 2.3 GPA doesn't help get into college either, right? Other than football. And so, though uh, I wasn't able to play football, God still wasn't done with me. In that same senior year, I went from never knowing God to giving my life to God. And though one dream died with football, God repurposed me and put me on a track and constantly remolded me and worked me to be in full-time ministry. Yeah, I, I was saved that um, summer before football, before my senior year. I, would, I got saved 
in youth ministry, and I started to go on the youth band and started to go to young adults ministry. And I, I've been a part of youth ministry as a whole ever since. Who knew that that reworking, that repurposing, that God had a bigger plan, not just for me, but I truly believe for some of you. For some of you, you feel like Babylon has taken you captive and you're lost and you're being torn down and maybe it feels like God's picking on you or you're being reworked. That's all it is. And so when I say, are you willing, are you open to being repurposed? This is what I'm saying. Are you willing to allow God to take a hold of you and remove certain things? Remove hurt. Because for some weird reason, as people, we love to hold on to our hurt, right? We want to cling to it. We want to stick to it. Is, are you willing to let him take it? Maybe there's a, uh, something that happened in the past and you keep going back to it, keep going back to it, thinking that's how everyone's going to treat you when really God is saying people love you and want to love on you. Don't always think people are trying to hurt you. I have sent these people. Maybe he's trying to restore you. Maybe he's trying to work you into a different location. Maybe you're like me and he wants to say, hey, uh, let me take all of the distraction away. I want you to be in full-time ministry. Maybe. I don't know. But God has a heart for all his vessels, like the potter has a heart for all the things that he's created. He says, I have a love for you that I don't want to leave you there all bust up and destroyed and, and alone. I want to rework you. I'm willing to allow you to try things, right? We have free will. Go ahead. Do your thing. You got free will. I, I made you. I've given you life. Go and run it. But when you are done, come to me. Come to my hands. I will repurpose you into a greater calling beyond what you desire, beyond what you think you are capable of, beyond your failures, beyond your man-limited resources. I will make a way, right? Jesus says, I am the way. He is the way. And so when we come to him, he can do those things. Point two, and our closing point, is repentance to refinement. Repentance to refinement. Jeremiah 18, we're following, right? Jeremiah 18, 10, 3, 11 says, And if it does evil in my sight, not listening to my voice, then I will relent of the good that I intended to do to it. Now, therefore, say to the men of Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem, Thus says the Lord, Behold, I am shaping disaster against you and devising a plan against you. Return everyone from his evil way and amend your ways and your deeds. Right? He say, if you turn from your evil ways, I am there for you. If not, this is it will go through. All the, the things that I have planned for you so that you will return will happen. I'm giving you opportunity right now before all those things happen to come back, repent. The word sorry, the word sorry is a good word. But it's not good enough. 
The word repentance, that's different. Because the word repentance is not just a, I'm sorry. It's a, I'm sorry, and I'm turning away from all the, I am now leaving, I am going away from those things, and I am coming back to you. When we say sorry, it's like, oh, I'm sorry, whatever. Let me just keep living my life as I've been living it, right? Sorry is so that you can keep on going. Repenting is saying, I'm no longer going this way. I'm choosing you, Lord. And so when we repent, God is saying, I see you choosing me. I see you turning away from whatever you are doing, and I see you choosing your God. And in that, when you choose me, when you come to me, when you come into my hands, I renew you. I refresh you, right? Like I said, the water, how do you mold clay? You add water. So he refreshes you. He refines you. Maybe you're a little lumpy here. He smoothens you out, right? And it's not fun. Have you gotten a real good massage before? It hurts a little, but afterwards you feel better. The same way you let God shape you, mold you, work it into you. His words, his desire, his voice, what is going on inside of him. And so God is looking for a people that is faithful to him. For those people married out there or you want to be married one day, do you want a a spouse that cheats on you or do you want a spouse that's faithful? As the church, we are the bride of Christ. As the bride of Christ, do we want to be a faithful people unto our God? Do we want to be faithful to Jesus? Do we want to put our faith in Jesus? Right? Again, when we talk about the people of Israel breaking a covenant, it was an agreement. The same way a marriage is made, it is an agreement between a man and a wife saying, I agree for the rest of my life to be faithful to you. No other idols, no other um, ways of living, no other people. I am one with you. God is saying, hey, be one with me. Repent. For we will go through trials. We will have hard times, right? Anybody else married? Financial problems? Uh, Maybe just other things like just a hard day. The kids aren't listening, right? Work is a little hard. Are all the exterior things impacting the interior things like a covenant between a man and wife? God is saying, do not allow the exterior things of this world to impact the covenant you made with your God. And if you have, right, I'm not alone, you're not alone. If you have made mistakes, you wandered away, you tripped up somewhere, come back. Repent. And allow me to refine you. Say, you, I know my calling. I've allowed God to shape me. I'm open to the idea of being repurposed. And I'm on that path. But I stumbled and I got messed up. He said, don't worry. Repent and I will refine you. Isaiah 48.10 says it this way. Behold, I have refined you, but not as silver. 
I have tried you in the furnace of affliction. Right? He cranks up the refining fire. This is where we get that idea, right? In Proverbs 17, 3, Solomon said, The crucible is for silver, and the furnace is for gold, and the Lord tests hearts. Right? They have a purpose. They're doing their thing to get the best silver out of that, the best gold out of a furnace. Well, to get the best you, right, the best way, the, the number one created thing that you were meant to be, it is through God testing your heart. It is through the heart, the love of God for us and our love and our heart for Him that we are refined to our purpose, that we're leaning in to what He has for us. So let me close with, again, um, may we be open to the idea of being repurposed for, to be a vessel that is created with the sole purpose to be good, not spoiled. And we're in the hands of the potter. And if we go and we've turned away, that we would repent and allow God to refine us into the greatest thing He's ever done. Because at the end of the day, it's God's love that loves us so much that we are His creation, for He is our Creator. Like a vessel is to the potter, we are to be in His hands. Let's pray. Dear Lord, um, we offer ourselves as uh, living vessels that have the Holy Spirit in us, that we walk with You daily, that we look to Jesus, the hope of all things, all people, that all creation looks to you, Lord. That the Father has allowed us to know who you are and we've allowed, the Father has allowed the Spirit of God to be within us. And so um, may we look to being a purpose of good, a good purpose, a good, good purpose, right? A vessel created by the potter, you, the great potter, Lord, may you just bless us with knowing you over and daily. Would you set up things that may be tough in our lives for the sake that we would walk it with you. And if we find ourselves in places where life is hard right now, may we lean on you, look to you, draw power from you, that it would be on our own. For on our own, we are frail, we make mistakes, we trip up, we wander away, but with you, we are refined and given a holy and good purpose. Blessed to hear today. May this have been a message that was a blessing unto you. We love you. Pray this in your name. Well, thank you for joining us again online, and we hope that you have been blessed by this message. We hope you've been blessed um, by New Hope Community Church in some kind of way. And if you ever feel like coming in person, we have services here at Kahala Mall at the Antioch uh, building, and we'd love to have you at 10 a.m. on Sunday mornings in person. And if not, then we'll be back here next week at 8 a.m. online, and throughout the week, you can find us here on YouTube. Well, enjoy your week. Be blessed. We love you. And we'll see you next week. See ya.